Hey, Pro fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, Follow Mathis's Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chanceability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You left thinking or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show, brought to you by RacerX, hosted by Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show, Hangtown Wrap-Up. As usual, the three Musketeers are on the line, and that would be myself, Steve Mathis, David Pingree. Hello. And Jason Wygant. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. A, yeah. And in a little bit, we're going to bring on uh, Butler Brothers uh, MX rider, Jason Thomas, who uh, will talk a little bit about Hangtown as well. Um Big big weekend outdoors and uh, very exciting stuff. Ping, you uh, you were too busy uh, creeping out women with hugs up in Canada to to, <laughs> to catch Hangtown. I don't think, but uh, um, you know, you definitely got the lowdown on it and what's what's been going on. So let's start with Weege though. Weege. Oh, okay. Uh, Chad Reed's the man. Like I was telling you, like I was saying last week. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm glad you let me uh, lead this one off. Because um, after the race, I got some tweets from people saying, like, yeah, that's right, at CR22, show Weege, Ping, and Mathis that they were wrong. I know. I know. Okay. Um, so I decided to go back to last week's show and transcribe <laughs> what I said about Reed. And you tell me if this is me saying Reed has no shot. Two quotes here. Ready? Ready. Number one, I said, I think Reed, if he has everything together, he can run with Dungey. Villapoto is the X factor, but I think Reed can be there with Dungey. And if Dungey can be there with Villapoto, then I think Reed can win. End Second quotes. quote. Yeah. You can talk about how strong and in shape Dungey was last year, but I don't see any proof at all in Supercross this year that Reed doesn't have fitness. If Chad's illness really was the reason he faded last year, and if that illness is gone, he should be a player. That's what I said about Reed. <laughs> so why am I taking all this... You yeah, guys thought Reed was going to get smoked. I will fully admit that I thought Ryan Villapoto was going to be a level ahead. And, hey, we got 11 more races. Right. But I can't believe I'm taking all this. You guys doubted Chad Reed. I know. What, what I if, say that. What if we had come out and said, uh, 
Hey, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? Reed's going to go 2-1, outlasting Ryan Dungey in the second moto. Villapoto is going to be uh, 30 seconds back, 3-3. What if we had said that? <laughs> How'd that go? You, should we have predicted that? I mean, would that have – we would have been – It's the like, old... I said that to you yesterday, and you said people in white jackets would have come to our door. Yeah, exactly. If we had said Ryan Villapoto is going to get smoked and go 3-3, people would have been like, you guys are the biggest idiots ever. Have you ever watched a race? I know, I know. It's, it's, so how it's, are we supposed to predict that? It's the old no one believed in me speech that every sports team gives after they upset somebody. Because no one well, believed in you. Because me. This is just me. You, on the other hand, I think you do have some explaining to do. Well, yeah, I did say there's one A and there's one B. And neither one of those guys was Chad Reed. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Ping, you were sort of on the fence with me and, and, and a little more about like how Dungey and Villapoto are going to win, but then you went out to Milestone and talk about that. Yeah, I, I, I for sure thought Villapoto um, would go 1-1. I mean, I, it, and honestly, give it a few weeks because I know he was really sick for the past, you know, 7 to 10 days. And I think just kind of like you said, I wasn't there, but from what I hear, he kind of got himself into third, Rode fast for a little bit, and then kind of just threw it on cruise control. I mean, I'm sorry, you don't go 30 seconds down to anybody when you're that guy, unless you're kind of just right. getting some points and getting through the weekend. So we for sure have not seen a 100% Ryan Villapoto yet. Um, I, it, the way I saw it when we all talked was I saw him winning, Dungey being second with Reed kind of right there in third, you know, maybe those two go back and forth, but Dungey would be, you know, captain fitness and like pulled out the last 10 or 15 minutes of the moto. Uh, you know, I still, obviously we don't know fitness till after a race, but I went out to milestone Wednesday and saw Reed ride and I was just, man, fast. I was really, really like blown away with the speed. So it, it changed my mind. I, I said so in Racerhead. I said, man, this guy definitely has the speed to right. run with anybody. I don't care who it is. And you um, you actually tried to get in behind him, right? And you said that, you know, <laughs> if, like if you, if, you, if you hang it out, those guys only pull you a little bit. For, well, you know, uh, they pull uh, me, of course, but, yeah, like, right. usually it's a reasonable amount, and I can kind of judge how fast the guy's really going, you know? Dude, he, he gapped out on me so hard, like, it was it was embarrassing. Like I kind of looked around to make sure anyone was you know it was really paying attention. <laughs> so right. Um, anyway, so on Wednesday, just, yeah. Wednesday, you know, so I put something in Racerhead saying, "Man, I I might have underestimated where Reed's at." You know. Yeah. Um, with the team, yeah, because to me, going in honestly was the biggest factor was that he didn't know if he was going to race outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do you get prepared physically, right. mentally, technically? When he had, when did he decide? Like, even at Vegas, he wasn't sure, right? I don't think so. so. Yeah. That was part of my yeah. reasoning. All right, All right. In less no. than two weeks, how yeah. do you go from I don't know? Well, maybe we'll see to gotten win. Like, uh, that's just how, it says a lot about how mentally strong Chad Reed is. I mean, he broke Dungey. I don't know if Dungey made a mistake, but he, at, with three laps to go, four laps to go, Dungey's less than a second behind him. And I, I again thought it was over, and. um Thought Dungey's going to get him, and Reed pulled away. And Weech, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was the exact opposite of the way most of the races went last year. And the only race that didn't go like that last year for Reed was Hangtown, where he won. 
But you remember the way his season worked last season. I mean, he basically gave up on Supercross as soon as he got hurt in, in January. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all through the months of April and May, he was saying, I don't even ride Supercross. I'm just riding outdoors. I'm just riding outdoors. And he came out much further, uh, much more prepared than Dungey and the rest of the guys did at Hangtown last year. But there's right. no way he had that advantage this time around. He was probably less prepared. Right. So that was just as legit as legit gets. It was impressive for sure. And, I mean, maybe we're not giving Dungey his due because, after all, they did tie in points. Um, but uh, I got to say, Reed was, was the big story in the 450 class. Ping, how much – this is what I think. This is a little – this is a little story I think that's going a little under the radar. Um, he's on a full factory Honda now, and he was on the one for the last couple Supercrosses, although he had Pro Circuit stickers on the suspension and things like that. He, it's now you know out there. It's acknowledged. It's just a full factory Honda. I don't, and I don't want to say Pro Circuit can't build a bike. We all know they can. Ben Townley did well on, but there's a difference. There's a big difference, and uh, and I think that helped Reed a lot. Do you agree? Well, yeah, of course. I don't think it's like I said before. I think it's little bits and pieces. There's a there's a, a tranny that makes a huge difference. Not a person who was once a man who's now a woman, but like an actual transmission part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That does um, make a huge difference, though. A tranny. <laughs> yeah, I mean a tranny. Make a huge difference. <laughs> like if you're married and your wife becomes a tranny, that's a huge difference. Huge difference. Yeah. So I want to clarify that for sure. Um, you know, the clutch. I think he's gone with the hydraulic clutch, hasn't he? So. Yep. There's some little bits and pieces that make. You know, they do make a big difference on. You know, for the most part, it starts. Uh, that's what Ben. Um, you know, that's what we found was <clears throat> a lot of that stuff has to do with just getting a better start because that longer it's a longer second year so you don't have to shift to third until you're you know mm-hmm. halfway down the start stretch and you know that little bit of that little bit of time right there makes a big difference the clutch obviously just a better feel he likes it whatever other little bits and pieces there are it's just i don't know i don't i don't think it's a huge difference you you maybe think it's more than i do but I do. I, I think I think the comfort level on that bike, uh, I think a reason why he won it was because of that bike. You put him on a pro circuit bike, and again, you know, it's heavier. It doesn't have all the trick stuff. I don't think he wins, and I don't think he looks as comfortable as he did on Saturday. That's just in my opinion. Um, all right. Well, I, and I don't know all, all what's on it. I mean, it's full factory what's lighter bike. about it? Well, you mean it's a Honda gave him that bike. That is, he's not even starting. It's, it's not like parts and pieces. It's, no, no, okay, no. Here we built you a whole bike. Yeah, no, no. I believe the bike goes in the Honda truck at the end of the day. We need to take a look. By the way, someone needs to stick around that late. But uh, hey, I believe the bike goes. Point. I believe the bike goes into the Honda truck. At the end of the weekend. Mm. Yeah. Well, Reed basically said, you know, they gave me one of their bikes. I mean, that's what he said. So I interpret that as a. That's not you know them giving some parts to put on his bike, but like. <laughs> Basically, what Wyndham had, I'm assuming, is what he had. Right. Um, so, from from uh, yeah, from Hangtown, can we can we gleam anything off? Like, is this the way it's going to be? Those three jerkies uh, beating everybody pretty bad. Wyndham's just not there yet, I don't think, and I don't know if he will be there. He's sort of on a part time basis, maybe full time if he wants to stick around. He told me he was still going to skip Southwick. Even if he was going to do the whole series, um, but uh, uh, is it those is, are those three going to be it, Weege? I don't think the gap 
um, that they had. I, I can't imagine having that level of a gap all year. I mean, I, certainly if you look at the credentials, those three should be the top three. Mm-hmm. But they were way out in front of way, everyone else. Way, yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, I think we saw in the second moto, Weimer and Metcalf were battling fifth and sixth. Mm-hmm. And I think they were 50 seconds behind Reed. Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, Metcalf, remember, was battling Dungey pretty legit last year for wins. Like, was he quite at Dungey's level? Well, obviously, Dungey won the races. No, but, I mean, he wasn't that far off. Right, right. Um, so, I don't know. I think things will tighten up a little bit. Are, are those – is anyone else besides those three really going to be contending for wins week in and week out? I'm not sure, but I can't imagine you're going to see 50-second gaps. Yeah, I hope not. First and fifth. I hope not. And- yeah. Those three are your title contenders for sure. I would bet you see wind them up on the box if it gets muddy. Um, you know, you get to a track he likes. Back east, he loves the ruts and gooey stuff. So I think you see him step up. I think it'll close up a little at different tracks. That track, um, Hangtown's tough, man. It's 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 got such a weird flow. You know, you never – it's just really hard to get into a rhythm with that place the way it's laid out. And everything I read – they said it was as rough as it's ever been, you yeah. know, between the rain that they had and the rice holes that were brought in. Um, I think as it gets more rough and technical like that, those guys are going to shine. Those I three guys. You I know? didn't see so, any rice bowls there at all. I was looking for some teriyaki rice bowls. I didn't see any. No. I mean, they weren't really, really, like, that's really what you would eat, though? Let's be honest. I, I do. I do like the teriyaki chicken rice bowl. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Jack in the box. Give me credit. Um, Give me credit. <clears throat> what about... Uh, um, uh, Villapoto, like, uh, no worries, he's just sick? I, I I believe so. Is anybody worried? Is this? No. It would okay. just be hard to imagine that that really is all he has. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much rope you give a guy, but certainly more than one week with his credentials. Right. Just winning the Supercross title, dominating the, the years he did race outdoors. Yeah. I don't see how you could possibly think that was realistically right. all he's going to be able to give you. I think, I think, call me crazy. Uh, if the 800 gets back, I believe he can be in the mix. I, I think he would have been a podium guy. He would have been closer to Villapoto than anybody else, if not ahead. Wait, him. say that again? The 800. Oh. Do we agree? Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, I was disappointed that he was out because, it. first of all, you have to almost assume he's going to pull two starts, right? Yeah. And he rode one practice, and in that practice he was faster than everybody else. And I know – Quickly, the other riders said, yeah, when it was a freeway. But he was still faster than the other riders on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, on the freeway. Right? I mean, he was, does, that not, does that somehow mean you're a worse rider, that you were faster on a smooth track? I so, think so, in riders' minds, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's a lessee, I'm sure that they're right. going to tell themselves, but they're never going to give the guy respect, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I don't know. To yeah. think that he would have gotten two hole shots and all three of those guys would have just completely worked him, I'm not sure. I, I I think he might have really just made the race that much more exciting. So that's why I was bummed that he went out. Yeah, it's too bad for him. Uh, I was talking to Tony after the race, and Tony's a good guy, but he's a little out there, as we all know. And uh, he goes, hey, hey, how would he have done, Mathis? How would he have done? And I go, which is actually quite an accomplishment that he's asking me how his son would have done, considering he wanted to light me on fire a year ago or so. But uh, yeah. he goes, how would he have done, Mathis? I go, um, you know what? He looked really good. Um I think he would have been right there for a podium, for a podium. And Tony goes, me too, me too. And he goes, one three, one three. 
I didn't ask. I didn't ask what happened in the second moto. I don't know what exactly went yeah. down in the second moto, but it was <laughs> it was a one three day for for Michael Lessie, which is a shame. I talked to Tony before. Um, I think it was Friday afternoon for the races, and um, we we're talking about you know Mike had a concussion from Vegas, and that kept him out of the GP. And he's like, but by Thursday he was actually feeling okay, and then it was like, were we were we going to roll the dice? We, you know, he would have Friday to ride, and then Saturday and Sunday to go down to Glen Helen. He's like, plus that meant we were passing up a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, they have a hundred thousand dollar bounty at that GP to be top American or to win. He's like, no, to win. And I'm like, you would have won. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you treaded lightly he goes, around that. Yeah. With Caroli, we are brace yourselves, guys. Brace yourselves. We are four to five seconds a lap faster than Caroli. <laughs> There's really nothing to say to that. <laughs> really impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Very impressive. So, yeah, anyways, uh, so the 800 can get back in there if he comes back healthy, and let's hope he does, and, and we all think he can be in there, I think, right? Well, I just I don't know how far this is going to set yeah. him back. I mean, we do know, even from last year, seeing how certain riders improve throughout the year, um, and I'd say outdoors more than Supercross, guys learn a lot at the races, and uh, if he's two or three races behind, I'm kind of worried about anybody jumping in like that, like whenever Kennard comes back or Josh Grant. Like, you know, sometimes they come out on fire and nothing to lose, no pressure, and that helps. But right. at the same time, this is valuable improvement time that they're not going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the other big story, I would say, well, J-Law didn't show up, and uh, that's a big story to some. I was a little... Hilarious story to all, I'd say. Yeah, uh, just when you think it doesn't get any any better or worse it does um uh i think the another big story was the 377 christophe purcell uh making his debut after you know taking a half a season off um uh from racing and and debuting on the moto concepts bike uh to me first moto uh way worse than i thought second moto better than i thought so what do you think weege wait how's that because finished better in the i know but he he looked Really bad, I think, in the first moto, going so far backwards, so fast. Yeah. But then yep. the second moto, when he came down the hill in literally second or third to last, I thought to myself, right. after that fade in the first moto and the track so rough, there's no way he either A, makes it up that high, or B, even even lasts in the moto, you know? And he right. soldiered on, soldiered on, picked off a lot of guys, got up to 11th. So... um I just thought, based on his first moto, that that second moto would go way worse. But he showed me a little something. So, what do you think, Weege? Um, I think it definitely shows that the overall, and I'm going to put this one on him. I mean, the overall weirdness, lateness, however his deal worked, I believe completely worked against him. He did, you know, he and his bike did not look as ready as other guys. You know, and this is what happens when you throw these things together. Not only throwing in the deal late. I mean, what did he have, three weeks? Or the three weeks between signing with this team and going racing? Yeah. Um, and you're racing on a team that really isn't as established. I mean, I'm sure it's diff- – you know, when Ryan Villapoto is racing for a Supercross title at the end, Kawasaki's got 30 years' worth of notes on Hangtown and this, you know, all this Chicken. bike and what they've done. Chicken. Yeah. Yes, they can go to their favorite rider, Chicken, <laughs> what worked for him at Hangtown. <laughs> uh, Moto Concepts, I don't believe, has quite that arsenal. So this is what you get. Um, 
coming in. I think his bike setup was pretty far off. Uh, I heard that it was his forks, and I've heard that that's what they've been struggling with all along. And that might not even matter. Three weeks from now, they might have that all figured out. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, dude, they were he was getting huckabucked quite a bit at times in that first moto when he was running the pace. But for the first few laps, he definitely was running the pace. Speaking of huckabuck, Ping, guess who forgot to use the word package this weekend? <laughs> I noticed... I noticed someone pulled that out of my racer head post. I made a little package joke, and it was conveniently removed. So maybe it's maybe it's frowned upon. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. really? Huh. What were you talking no, about? No, I didn't actually. I didn't edit that. No, I don't know who did, but I'm just saying. Oh. Maybe a good thing you didn't wow. say package. Oh, what? Well, yeah, him. but I mean, I I just straight up forgot. I mean, if, again, if I said that Pro Circuit puts together a great package for their riders, well, how could anyone cry foul over that? There was big. I could have done it. Big Twitter uh, controversy. People were upset yeah. and bummed. Yes. Do we have a new word this week? Um, Do we try it again? Give it a shot. Give it a shot. What do you think, Ping? Um, I still like sperm oil. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I don't think that's fair, though. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. What well, about maybe the context could be like this? Every year, again, we'll go to the Pro Circuit team. Mitch Payton seems to be able to create new talent, new kids coming through the ranks, winning races for his team. Could we possibly tie Spermwell into that? (laughs) (laughs) You can't tie Spermwell into anything motocross-related. That's why I like the word. I feel like I just did. I mean, he's just always creating new kids. What about, I think you guys are being dumb. we got to make this realistic. (laughs) Um, what about nozzle? Nozzle? Nozzle. That's not, it's sort of related, but it's not really. What, what um, give me a couple of parts that would actually have a nozzle on them, like a fuel <clears throat> can? Yeah, yeah, a fuel can. Um, you know, you could say maybe the gas tank has a nozzle on. I, I, it's your deal, dude. You got to work nozzle. <laughs> What do you think, Ping? Or, yeah, I think he could work. I think that's a pretty easy one. You, oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, we can go with something else. Yeah, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. I'm, I'm coming up with some ideas right now, so I'm, I'm feeling Nozzle. I can work with this, with this setup. Okay. I think this setup is close enough. Uh, within the window. Uh, okay, we're talking about, let's get back to that. Nozzle is the word. Uh, let's go back to Porcel. Um yeah, I talked to DV after the race, and DV said, well, "What do you want when you've only done one seventeen-minute moto?" So, oh, you know, no. DV seemed, <laughs> oh no, DV seemed to blame it on uh, a little bit of lack of endurance, um, which I, I mean, I think that was part of the problem. If if you want to say the bike is as a former top tech award winner, Orlando 05, I would say that uh, you have to blame a little bit on the rider, Weege, as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. He's going to say that he got tired because the bike was no, hard to ride. No, no, it wasn't that far off. It's not like Enzo suspension has never valved yeah. a YZ450 for a national motocross track before. Right, that's true. That's true. Um, it's not like he yeah, took it. didn't have, like, super cross suspension on it. Yeah, and it's not like he like, took it to, uh, you know, Jim's bump sticks in uh, in Tallahassee and, and asked him to valve it for Hangtown. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, how far off was it? Come on, you know? TTR125, right side up. Yeah. Were accidentally put on it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I mean, I'll, I'll go with the fact that the setup wasn't there for sure, but you got to blame a little bit on the rider. 
Yeah, here's the, here uh, in that first moto. By the way, um, you know he was in the mix early. Yep. You know he was right there with Villapoto, and you're like, oh, okay, it's going to be interesting. And then he dropped off big time. I mean, the lap times literally dropped. I think six seconds or something like right. that. And then Tommy Hahn caught him. <laughs> yes. And then in in classic crafty Frenchman style, it was like, ooh, I'm going to have to start going faster again. And then all of a sudden, Purcell dropped four seconds from his lap times again and pulled away. Yeah, yeah, I know. We had Tommy Which makes Hahn. Makes me think maybe he took a breather for. Yeah, we had Tommy Hahn on the uh, on the Pulp Show last night, and he mentioned also that uh, he thinks Purcell he didn't make any mistakes or anything like that. Purcell just wicked it up, you know. Right. And the so lap times taking a breather. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or was it? What do you think, Ping? As a guy who's been on a few teams, what if it's late in the moto and your teammate is coming up on you? Oh yeah, he it it definitely helps if it's someone you don't want. I don't know what his relationships like with Tommy. What do he say? Oh yeah, they're Tommy fine. They get along? No, they're, yeah, they're fine. I mean, he doesn't really know him. You know, he just kind of joined the team. But yeah, but still, you know, Purcell's supposed to be the, you know, the big dick on the on the team. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to get beat by Tommy. Right, right. So you know what I mean, he's probably getting paid more money. He's right. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. So, um, um, we yesterday uh, lunch at JGR for you again. Oh yeah. What was served? In other words, a typical oh, Monday. Yeah, actually, let's before we get to that, I want to get I want to get the Millsaps. For Ping, any thoughts on Purcell? Any other thing that we didn't touch on, or what's your thoughts about that? Or, or, or me? Yeah. I, I think just you know he's going to improve. Yeah, I, I think it's a. Uh, Mix of everything he said, you know, his, his setup isn't quite there. He's not quite there physically. And I think that track was really rough. I think mm-hmm. it probably, it was hard to go fast on that track, you know. That's that's why there was such a gap between right. the top three and everybody else. I think he'll be, he's going to be back up in the mix. I don't know right. if he's got the pace of those leaders for 35 minutes, so right. I don't know. Right. Maybe in the mud or, you know, or well, if it's a cool day or something like that. Maybe Genova can get out of his hot tub that he's in on the side of the track and wave him on. Maybe. You know? It's comfortable in that hot tub, though. It is. It's a good point. Scars. <laughs> Whole deal. Um, <laughs> hey, who's in the uh, – who's, who's, who's outside in the bird geranium? Who That's is that? That's me. That's you? Well, it's either, it's either birds or kids screaming inside. Yeah, I like the birds better. Um, See, I thought it was a nice little touch. Yeah. All right. Um, so okay. So yeah, we we did that uh, lunch at JGR. Weege. Um, I thought Millsaps wrote fantastic in the first moto. Him and Tommy Hahn, only guys really going forward. Um, uh, and I said so. I said something to him after the in between the motos. I said, "Wow, you were really good." And he said, "Thanks." I said, "You always do good here. Do you like this place?" He said, "No, I hate it." But. He does do well at Hangtown, and he rode good that first moto. Uh, what what were the JGR guys talking about uh, at, while you were eating lunch with him? First of all, we had um, ham with um, some potato salad uh, on the side. It was very good. Um, had a great um, prayer session with Chappie Hudson, so that was great. Um, got us inspired for the week. Yep. Need to go back to my home office and then to actually do things that are important. Um, yeah, they, they basically did the same thing you just did. Davey rode really well in the first moto. Um, and it was good. It was from pretty far back, for sure. Yeah. Um, Millsaps was not there himself, but Brayton was. Oh, and, of course uh, Brayton was. And an ankle cast. <clears throat> and I was like, man, you know, I already had to give the guy back rubs a month ago. Yeah. 
Um, now I'm going to have to go down to foot massages. But I just want to tell you that even with a cast on, he was going mountain biking last night. Only Justin Brayton, folks. Toughest yeah. man in the street. We That's a slippery slope, that? dude, from back rubs and foot massages. You could wind um, up somewhere you don't want to be in a few well, weeks. Or, I don't know why you would say I wouldn't want to. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Brayton, dude. Making sure you're aware. Awesome. Yeah, so what do they say about second moto? Uh, he looked like he did go backwards a little bit in the second moto. Yeah, I think um, – but, but that was the thing. I think everyone was surprised with where everyone ended up. It was the same thing, like I'm saying, with Medi and Weimer, and, and uh, everyone was much further off the pace in that second moto. Right, right. Um, you know, I think everybody was impressed with Wyndham. I mean – by the way, to give Wyndham credit, he did have a bike problem in the first moto. I thought he rode well. Yeah. I think everybody was impressed that he didn't fall off quite as much as everybody else. You know what was cool, though? Uh, Wyndham said after after the moto to me in the podcast that, uh, yeah, he had a bit of a bike problem, but it, it didn't make a difference. It really didn't matter that much. What was the bike problem? I heard, I heard Reed had the same issue with something going on yeah. with an air boot. What yeah, was it? it was their air boot. They, uh, they've te- they got a new air boot with, like, different thickness of rubber, and I guess they tested it, and it was bitching. And it was cool, and it worked great. But they did motos on it, but I guess they didn't do, like, that hard of motos on it or something, or the weather in Hangtown or something, you know? Um, it ended up caving in the boot. The boot started caving in. Mm. So. One thing JGR guys said on the side of the track, you could hear Wyndham's bike was not running right, but really they couldn't tell the difference. Right. So. Well, Whatever difference it made. I mean, maybe Wyndham would have got fourth in that first motor instead of sixth. Yeah. Not a massive. Yeah. Not like he didn't finish or anything. Full props to him, though, for telling me, like, ah, it didn't really matter. I was I was done, you know. But I, tw- <laughs> yeah. I, I Twittered yeah. that Wyndham could pull off right now. His national comeback is a success. He led, like, five laps. Um, So, as usual, Absolutely. Kevin Wyndham comes through in the clutch. And, you know, the fans are just going crazy and everything. So, it was good to see. Yeah, I think everyone was – it's like he has no business necessarily being up there mixing it up with Filippoto, Reed, and Dungey. Like it's – you just – I know that they all came off of Supercross, and they're all probably a bit of a work in progress. But when him crashed in Vegas, he didn't even ride this bike until Thursday, press day, whatever that even counts for as far as testing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seemed completely ridiculous that he was just out there just on talent and experience just hanging with those guys for a while. It was awesome. Yeah, it was good to see. Now, how many does he do, do you think, Weege? How many does he do? Well, right now everybody's saying he's going to do them all. But, you know, you could tell coming into that race he was fired up, and that's why he rode so well. So, easy to say that now. Um, <laughs> you know, who knows? Wait till it looks you like a digger or two, you're way back hey, in points, you're getting ace. Wait till The tracks are rough and hot. Grant and Kennard are back, you know. Wait till it comes Unadilla and he looks like he's eating the ass end of a donkey out. Wait till then. <laughs> Ping. We'll see then what he what he thinks. Yeah, exactly. What fun he's having. Hey, with that, let's uh, let's bring Jason Thomason to the show, uh, Butler Brothers uh, rider. Let's bring him in and get his thoughts uh, on the national as well. Uh, super fan that he is, laid up with knee injury. So uh, let's get JT on the show. And we're back with Jason Thomas of the uh, BTOSports.com BBMX team. Uh, JT, what's up? Uh, what's happening? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rehabbing from knee surgery. Um, Please don't send me those gross photos of your knee to me ever again. That'll be better. He sent he sent a a photo of his knee that was just disgusting, and the text read, "Out for Hangtown." (laughs) 
That's accurate. JT, what'd you, what'd you have done? ACL? Yeah, ACL. Uh, I got my rod taken out of my tibia, and they fixed my meniscus a little bit. They sutured or removed some of it? Uh, both. They oh, both. removed some of one side and then sutured the other side. A little combo? Yeah, it was a real real disaster down there. So when are you going to be up and and walking and riding, do you think? Uh, six months? No, I think riding in probably between three and four months, really. Yep. They use the cadaver, which is a little bit quicker and mm-hmm. uh, should be too bad. I mean, what obviously, it's just a normal ACL tear. What so. if they use Macho Man's cadaver? Whoa. Oh, my, my voice would get super deep. I know that. Dude, that'd be awesome. I guess that no, that happened after the surgery, so it couldn't happen. Um, on, on that note, Macho Man's accident was like four miles from Red Dog's house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all those wrestlers live down here. Yeah. They all work out. They yeah. live in St. Pete. I yeah. see him sometimes at the airport. You see Macho Man? Uh, I used to see Macho Man because he worked out at this gold right by Timmy's house. But I see like uh, the big show, and, and uh, I see him more than anybody. Obviously, he's hard to miss. But I don't know big. who that is. He's like seven to five hundred pounds. Oh, have you ever seen rape? Who rape? Uh, I saw it on Cops once. <laughs> well, there's a wrestler named Rape. I was just wondering if you'd seen him. He was. Oh, oh yeah, Wygant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Wygant finishing move. <laughs> you'll tap. You'll tap. You'll tap you'll, you'll, all, you'll always tap. <laughs> you'll tap or you'll regret you'll it. All right, let's steer this thing back to to motocross. Uh, JT. W- you're, I was getting a lot of heat from you uh, via text message for some of the you, you listened to our show and uh, and you couldn't believe that uh, Wygant doubted Reed as much as he did, huh? Me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really. It wasn't Weed as much as it was you. You're just kind of an idiot. Like, a, it's shocking that you have shows like this. It's, it's, well, I bought all the equipment and I own it all, so that nobody like. <laughs> Nobody hired me to do these shows. <laughs> That's like having Al Davis on the Raiders. It's the same philosophy. <laughs> well, listen, I just thought, JT, I know he's your buddy. He hasn't been riding outdoors. He didn't know he was doing outdoors. He, you know, Dungey was just such a machine last year, such an animal. Villapoto's credentials are, you know, second to none. What if we had said, hey, Reed's going to outlast Dungy, Villapoldo's going to be a minute behind everybody. I mean, we would have the dudes in the white suits knocking on our doors, right? So, yeah, I don't I don't think – I mean, I didn't predict that that was going to happen. I didn't think that Chad was going to go 2-1 or whatever. Right. You know, I, I didn't predict that for sure. I just thought that you were underestimating his ability a little bit, that's all. Yeah, well, clearly I was. He looked well, great. You, you were just kind of saying that he was in, like, the next tier of guys, and I thought that was a little bit ridiculous. Well – Clearly, it was. <laughs> uh, uh, did you watch Hangtown? Did you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yep. just on TV. Right, know, right. So. Um, uh, kind of bummed the second motos were on Sunday, but I guess that'll be different the rest of the year. No, they're usually on Saturday. Just this right. weekend was, yeah. Um, I think there's one other like that. Oh, is there? There's one other like that, but uh, yeah, you, okay. You, Ten out of twelve. How did Wygant do as an announcer, JT? Oh, we just, we just good. He's my favorite. I have debates with people all the time because there's. Obviously, a lot of dissenting opinions on, you know, there's been so many different announcers from Ping to Fro to Denny to, you know, David Bailey to whoever, Ricky. So, you mm-hmm. know, I, I always say that weed is really good. But 
everybody's going to have an opinion on. You don't have anybody in your circle who's like going for Ralph, though, do you? <laughs> I mean, that Ralph is really good. Yeah. Well, I think Ralph is good at what he does. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. He's, but he's he's there to carry the show. You know, he's not supposed to be an expert or an analyst or any of that. I mean, he's he's there to for continuity and to lead into you know everything. So right. Well, that's Weege's um, job. And he does yeah, it but better. I mean, yeah, Weege obviously knows a lot more about the sport, you know, than than Ralph. A does. lot of times we have people are like, I think they should have any combination of the guys, yeah. like Ping here or Denny, or they should have RJ and Bailey together. And I'm like, man, they don't realize that's not how it works. Yeah, who's going to call the action? One expo right. <laughs> and one regular old broadcaster guy. Yeah, who's going to call yeah. the action with RJ and you, you, Bailey? You know, hey, I'll tell you, what, and Weeds, you can attest to this. If you don't have a guy who can just talk, just like just talk. There's some really long periods of awkward silence. Like, you you got to have a dude who can just talk about something, anything, when you know, when there's yeah, nothing to talk there's, about there's or no between. Yeah. Any sports broadcast so. at that level, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I watched the NBA playoffs last night. So you have Mark Jackson, who's the next player, and Mike Breen, who was not an next player. He's just the guy to get to the next thing, you know? Right. You yeah. would never have RJ and Bailey together alone in a booth or – Ping and Denny or Ping and Emig or Emig and right. Carmichael. Like, you always have to have that guy. It's, it's not a fair yeah, comparison. It's just how the dynamic works. And, uh, I mean, I've, I've actually done both jobs at the Montreal Supercross. I was the analyst. I was the Jeff Emig. And then I was the play-by-play guy. I was a Weege with Holly. And yeah. the Weege job is tougher. The, the mm. commentator guy is tougher than the analyst. No doubt about it. That's what I feel, anyways. That's for sure. But it was good that uh, I mean, like Weed said, the one advice he gave me: throw it to Holly, and you know, yeah, I, I did, it and it was a lot of it was genius. Holly could talk about anything. Um, yes. Anyways, uh, JT, what else? Uh, you know, before you, you got on, we talked about uh, Dungey, Villapoto, um, Purcell, and Millsaps. Uh, uh, any thoughts on that? What do you think of Purcell's race? Um, the first one was kind of what I expected. It's so weird watching him. Because he honestly looks like he's trail riding out there half the moto, and I really think I think he kind of is. Like he he literally is expending no energy, and it's not like he's going all that slow, but he's not even trying. Like you know, there's there's times where he tries. He picked it back up when Han got behind him because I think you know that was a moto concepts guy, and he really didn't want to get passed by him. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's times where you know I don't know if he's tired or underprepared or or what the deal is. You know, there's the first race it could be you know, literally endless things are wrong. But uh, he just, you know, it, I, it just seemed like lack of effort more than anything, honestly. Wow, okay. It, I mean, it, you know, if, if you want to argue with that, I, you know, go ahead. I mean, seventh right. place is obviously right. not horrendous, but I think for his talent level and his ability, right. at times he just looked like he was putting, wasn't really putting much into it. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped in anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. 
Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. Hey, uh, before we getting back to Reed, actually, JT, I want to ask you this. Before you came on, Ping and I were talking about the bike differences, and uh, you know he's on a full works Honda now. What do you know from talking to him and watching him and, and and knowing him well? How much better or how much credit does the full bike deserve, um, and how much of a benefit is that? I, I think it's quite a bit. Um, I, I don't think like motor wise, it's a little bit better. He said you know they have more, a little bit more adjustability and and things they can change and. Um, you know, I, but I don't think it was like a night and day difference with the motor mm-hmm. because I, I think Mitch was capable of kind of, you know, if we need more power, Mitch knew how to get it. Um, I just think that maybe Honda has more resources uh, as far as how to adjust it. Uh, I, I think the real difference was, um, A, his bike is, is a lot lighter just because of the, you know, technology and materials that Honda has at their disposal, and B, they are able to change the chassis a lot mm-hmm. and uh anybody that's ridden that the new you know uh, evolution of the honda knows that the chassis is really temperamental and um i think that honda has figured it figured it out quite a bit as you know shane drew kind of attested to in his podcast that they made some really big gains and and uh a lot of improvements in the chassis in the last two years and i think that results have proven that i mean you know you look at the hondas now and they don't look twitchy anymore they don't look you know have that stink bug look they they look actually really good and and kind of back to you know the the level of you know they're kind of on par with everybody else you know where they were in 08 before they changed the bike what do you you think of that um, ping you you agree with that with your with townley last year yeah yeah like i said i don't i don't think motor was never an issue um it was more you know, we, we played a lot with flywheel weight, um, trying to make the motor, you know, kind of move the power around. Um, we didn't get the, you know, we, we didn't have that whole bike as an option. So, um, like I said, Ben just rode uh, Millsap's bike a little bit. They kind of went back and forth, and there was things he liked and things he didn't like, you know. So, yeah, I imagine if it is a lot lighter, that's always better, right? So, Right, right. That sounds about right, all of it. I mean... I know there was a lot of, uh, <clears throat> they tried a lot of things with that bike to get it, like JT, like you're saying, getting that chassis to work right between uh, triple clamp offsets, um, you know, the steering rake, uh, even stuff in the frame, drilling holes. Like they got they got really into it, trying to make it better. And uh-huh. Some of it was just chasing, chasing their tails, but right. it sounds like they've got it. Um, JT, uh, uh, well, Wygant first, uh, most impressive dude for you in the 450 class, you know, obvi- besides the obvious guys. Um, 
Hold on, let me think about this here. Like a surprise? Yeah, just saying? yeah, somebody that uh, that you didn't think of. I mean, we talked about Millsaps. I think <clears throat> jury's out on well, Millsaps. Um, one good, one I bad. I actually picked him as sleeper last week. I mean, Christian Craig rode two great races and was, was, top, was top ten. You yeah. know, and um, basically hasn't even raced in a while. You know, it's coming off an injury, jumping onto a 450 on a super rough track. Yeah. I mean, you could have expected him, especially when he got that good start in the first moto, almost got the whole shot there with Wyndham. I mean, that's the type of ride where you could see a guy kill it for 15 minutes and then finish 25th, you right. know? But right. he actually, you know, stayed in there on a really gnarly track, so mm-hmm. I thought that was impressive. Yeah, I thought Tommy Hahn, myself, 8-8, eight, eight, uh, but he came from the back in the first moto, and he, he was always moving forward. Do you know what I mean? Like, whenever I saw him, him and Dietrich were always moving forward, just not blazing speed, but, but charging hard, and moving forward, both motos, you know, all the time. Um, so I would say you Tom didn't believe me on that last week either. I said, "Watch Tommy Hahn. I bet he's fast." I think I called him a bullet. I don't remember. You made fun of me. Um, yeah, or a rocket. I think it was a, not even a bullet. Maybe it, was a, oh, it was a rocket. Rocket, full on. <laughs> well, I should just clean up this podcast show. That I should just hang in my microphone because apparently yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. All that stuff because yeah. Um, what about you, JT? Uh, you know, obviously, like, you guys have nailed most of the guys. I think Han's still capable of more than that. Yeah. I think you'll see him even further at the front. Um, I think you'll have see him have some bad motos, too. It's just kind of how I think, you know, his nature is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, you know, obviously Dietrich. Uh, you know, first off, I think Chad was the most surprising. Nobody really expected him to win and not right. not to just outlast everybody. I think if, if you would have seen him pull a big lead at the beginning and those guys got bad starts, that would be one thing. But to just outduel them and outlast them. I don't think anybody really expected that. Right. Uh, and then I would probably say Dietrich um, was the most surprising because, you know, he showed up at Daytona, and then it was really lackluster. Um, mm-hmm. from, you know, he hasn't really been around since he was doing really well in that Cali, and then to come out at Daytona and, and be that far off, I think everybody kind of lost a little bit of their <clears throat> their hope for him, but then, you know, after this weekend, he's obviously back, so right. um, it's pretty, pretty uh, you know, good to see. I, I think there must have been a lot of boulders out there, as you kind of alluded to, but... Well, yeah, um, if you're Nick you know, Way, Nick, are you... Nick had to hate that, you know, when he passed Nick, which I'm sure he did, because he started in the back. He right. had to be pissed. Yeah, if you're Nick Way, are you, are you a little, little upset, maybe, that Dietrich, you know, sort of beat you? I think you are. Uh, yeah, you have to be pretty nice. Dietrich's last lap time was exactly the same as his fastest lap in the beginning of the moto, to no one's surprise. So, Yeah, I don't yeah. doubt that. Yeah, no. He's like a diesel out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, no doubt about it. Um, what about you, Ping? Christian Craig, you, you, you kind of yeah, knew I that, think, huh? I, w- I was actually um, impressed with Weimer's speed in the one moto. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, I thought that was good. I think he'll have more of those motos, at least I hope. And yep. then, uh, and yeah, I think Christian is, Christian will be inconsistent maybe a little bit, potentially, but I think he's going to have some really good motos too. Right. Um, uh, for him to be even just where he was at that first race back, <clears throat> it's a good place for him to start and build on. So I w- wouldn't surprise me to see him fifth. Uh, and we uh, we haven't even mentioned Metcalf. So just like we each forgot, effed him on the TV show. We're effing him on this podcast. Well, it's kind of a quiet weekend for him, though, right? Wow, five five. I mean, 
No, but like what? I thought that was strong. Started up there in the first moto, battled with Dungey, tipped over, so that was why he fell as far back. I thought, um, I thought he was the best of the rest. He wasn't quite there with, I guess, Wyndham, and then there's other three. But I thought he was the best of everyone else. Um, so you know, I think it's a pretty good ride considering. I mean, he's really only been back for a few weeks, so I think he's okay. He'll get better too, huh? As time goes on, when he gets yeah, more fitness and exactly. Right, right, okay. Um, you want to move? Let's move the two fifty Fs. We we gotta we gotta hurry this thing on. Um, uh, yeah, it's like noon already here. Ping, um, you called it. You called it. Yeah, you did. Pat yourself on the back. You did. Yep. Uh, Blake Baggett, dominating performance. Yeah, he went two one. So you might say he didn't dominate, but you had to be there. Uh, he was on it. He was fastest guy. Crashed. I, I literally thought there was something wrong with your Twitter. <laughs> I had to go back and read it twice because it was like, "Dang it, crash!" He's he's fourteenth or he's eleventh. Dang it, in second. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? You don't do that. You don't go back to eleventh and then back to second. Yeah, in the or, two in know. the two fifty class, exactly. Where you know everybody's everybody's on the on the on the nozzle. On the nozzle, yeah. His lap times, it didn't even make sense. It was like steroids or something. His lap times late in that moto, he was going. Five seconds a lap faster than the other guys the last two or three laps. He had the fastest lap of the moto, and he did it with two laps to go. Two laps to go, he put in the fastest lap of anyone. It was mind-boggling. And then yeah. backed it up in moto two. I couldn't believe it. Even as much as you built that up, Hank, still that was unbelievable to see him making up. I think he was 20 seconds behind Tomek at one point, and he caught him and passed him and got second. And uh, you know what's scary is he was really fast at Texas last year until his bike <coughs> blew up. He sure. was coming through the pack, and so it could be another weekend, another good weekend this weekend for Blake Baggett. JT, what would you think? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Baggett was good. I mean, I rode Supercross a lot with him before the season started, and uh, I knew he was he was going to be good in Supercross. And, you know, if you look at the races last year, especially Mount Morris, I remember um, obviously he got hurt there, but his lap times in the moto – where he got up to second or whatever were, like, ridiculously better than everybody. I mean, it was crazy how much faster he was. So, um, you know, it's obviously a long time removed from that, so you kind of forget. But uh, I think that he knew that he had that in him. So, for him, I don't think it was that big of a surprise. I think just, you know, nobody else kind of saw it coming. I don't really know him at all. Seems like a good guy. Ping, you know him, huh? Yeah, he, he is a nice kid. He's super... Low key, he's not. He, I like it because he's not going to get all caught up in, you know, having a sick new truck with wheels and wearing a Rolex. I just, he's not going to get into that. He yeah. has a van, you know, and he and like that's what he does. It's not going to be like JT. He's kind of, um, he kind of a little bit of an introvert. Like he doesn't like to leave his house a little bit. Just <laughs> to ask him about that. He's got like some kind of quirky things going on, but super nice. Really, really nice family. If you are in a time crunch, don't ask his parents any questions because they will sit there and talk to you all day long. Yeah, I, I met his dad yeah. earlier this year for the first time. Yeah, good people. Seem like good, nice people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for a while in the first moto, we each, I had Mookie fever again. <laughs> oh, again. Yeah. Uh, Man, it was awesome. Dude. I mean, quite a debut. It was hard to believe, actually, that it's, this was still actually only his first national. You know, it seems like he's been around. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Good for two or three laps. Oh, yeah, he passed, passed Dino. 
took off. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, I mean, is this, can he, can he, where can Mookie finish if everything kind of goes right? Weege, where, where, where is his place? Is it Mookie? five to 10? Yeah. Five to 10 or is it, is it behind that? I don't know. I mean, there's a huge, huge question mark out there as far as, you know, can he make it last? Uh-huh. So it's really hard to say until we see otherwise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so my Mookie. You know, five to 10 speed, obviously, but five to 10 finish, that's really hard to say. He dropped the hammer. Didn't he? He did drop the hammer. He grabbed a handful a of rocks and hammered him, but yeah, man, yeah. He put about thirty minutes worth of energy into like three laps, so yeah, yeah, he did. He was working it for sure. Uh, JT, what did you think of the two hundred and fifty class besides Baggett and Wilson, which we you know were solid? Anybody catch your eye or any any thoughts on that class? Uh, Barsha maybe I mean, having a terrible day. Uh, Swan yeah, Pole, what, what happened with him in the second moto? Did he just hurt his wrist, or what was the deal? You know what? I don't know because my phone wasn't working, and I had to go into the press tent and watch stupid Wygant on TV and Twitter from there <laughs> because their phone service was so shitty in the F moto. So I couldn't see what went on with those guys. I mean, he crashed. What, what, he went over the bars and kind of did a handstand, but I just don't know. I yeah, mean, he looked like he was pretty, you know, had things, had things in control. He was winning and then crashed. So, um, but that didn't hurt him, you think, that crash? I don't know. I mean, he he was kind of stood on his hand, like you know, like all his weight was on his wrist. I don't know. I don't know if the bike was or the bike or what, but something was going on. Right. Because he went a lap down. So. Yeah. Yeah. Bad day for him. Um, I think yeah, I mean, obviously we didn't see him. Oh, sorry. Good. I mean, no. Just saying, Sipes obviously had a bad day too. Um, yeah. He was in a cast. Yeah. Right. What's what's nah, the deal? No, he's out. Yeah, he was on a cast on Sunday morning, and I said, "Hey, that's not good," and he said, "No, it's not," and then he kept walking. And then, uh, but he twittered that he was okay and going to ride um, in Texas. So, uh, yeah, for, honestly, for me, the first weekend is always everybody kind of sorts themselves out, and uh, there's a lot of learning that goes on the first weekend. And then, especially last year with the weekend off before Texas, I think that's where you really everybody kind of figured out where they were. I think this weekend will be similar to that, but I think. It'll be kind of the same, <clears throat> maybe a little bit of changes, but then when we come back from Mount Morris, I think then you'll really see what's going to happen because they'll have that weekend off. Everybody will recover, get some testing, more track time. You have guys like Tickle and Tomac and those guys, and they were going for a title. So, you know, I just can't picture that they were out there killing it on the outdoor tracks every day like some of the guys were, you know. Yeah. Like you have to figure Rattray and some of these guys were just out there modeling for months. So yeah. it just – uh you give everybody a couple weeks of track time and testing time, and I think the you know the the equation changes a little bit. Uh, Weege, um, mm-hmm. are, if you're Eli Tomac, you can't be that happy, huh? Yeah, um, you know, part of me wonders this. On Friday, everyone's like, "Oh, he's so fired up about this super thing. He's going to come out so pumped." But I think Ping and JT can probably. Who are you talking to? Can, Were you talking to Macho Man <laughs> up in the clouds? <laughs> Oh, Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think that that really works. Uh I think these guys come in, they they train as hard as they can, they ride as hard as they can, they come in as prepared as they can. Like, what was he supposed to do? Like, he was mad because of the way the Super Wrestling ended, so he pedaled 100 extra miles three days before (laughs) the race and was even stronger? He he ran to the top of the mountain and yelled, Sealy. 
<laughs> right. Like, that works in movies. Right. Exactly. But I think, if anything, it often makes things worse. You know, it makes you ride tighter, makes you ride. If, if you come in putting that much pressure on yourself, like, I need to go out here and destroy people to show everyone what's up. Right. So if, if that's really what's running through his mind, and I, I wonder if that was even really the case or if that was just something everyone of us hype masters on the outside tried to make up. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes that usually makes you ride. I think uh, worse. I think you got to be a little bummed because he was near the front, you know, and he got beat a little bit. So I think if you're – Well, no, that's, that's my point. I think that yeah. might be why. Like this whole – he was trying really to show everyone what's up. That usually just makes things worse. It definitely wasn't – I know he got third in the first moto, which sounds okay, but, you know, he has the whole shot at Hangtown. He won there last year. Everyone's saying he's coming in all fired up. You're like, oh, this is over. And Wilson just – straight handled him, and then eventually bag it too. So, yeah, that definitely yeah. wasn't what I'm sure he was pumped on. Like, I didn't want to come out here and get beat by two guys straight up. That wasn't the goal. Uh, and we each, uh, when's Jason Anderson coming out? When's that happening? So I'm running 11th at one point in the first moment. 11-12. a little excited. Yeah, well, I knew it was a problem. I saw him Saturday morning, and I said, is it finally on? And he said, maybe eventually. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's making that noise on the phone? Who is that? That's me. Sorry, dude. Dude, trying to run a professional show here. Uh, you off that credibility uh, a long time ago, so let's uh, just move on. Um, trying to run a show here. Let's just say that. Hey, Marvin Musquinping, he was good, and I, I he's gonna he's gonna win some overalls. Stamp it right now. Yep. He's gonna win. Yep. Yep. You agree? The dude is bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. You know, it's kind of like, and this, the lights class seems to be like it's always like this, so there's more of this. It's like there's so many guys that are going to get on the podium. You know, people were saying, oh, it could be a, I read a few, like, little quotes or, you know, posts underneath articles on Racer X where people are going, oh, it's going to be a pro-circuit sweep of every round this year. No way. I mean, obviously all their guys are good, but Muskin's going to be up there. I mean, uh Tickle had a bad day. He banged his elbow up a little bit, right? Like, had stitches. That dude is going to be fast. Um, Seeley's going to be up there at times, I'll bet you. Swanepoel, like, really surprised me. Yeah, he surprised me, too. I, uh, yeah. Fifth yeah. in the moto. That's, that's pretty dang good. Cunningham, Durham. What about Durham? Yeah, I'm going to get to Durham. JT's going to talk about Durham. Yeah. Dude, that bike, really was, that bike was not handling well. <laughs> Durham's bike? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Canard, I mean, and I thought Canard I give that guy a lot of credit because yeah. he was holding on to that thing and going for it. Like, he was pushing through it and holding Barsha off. I mean, that thing was all over the place. Yeah. Like, seriously, they, now, they need to put some work in. Uh, and is tri- that tuned by Jim's bump sticks down there in Florida? <laughs> That's no. Jim's bump sticks in Tallahassee. <laughs> um, uh, no, Canard uh, called it out on the telecast. Good for Canard. I thought he did a great job, by the way, Weege. Do you agree? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he, the Durham thing. Uh, hey, you guys, year, you guys can talk about Durham. My dog's going through the garbage right now, at a, into, into a, a, a Taco Bell wrapper. I'll be right back. What'd you Drop say about the the professionalism being gone, what, what happens when your host leaves the show? Uh, this is the what we were talking about with the ping and fro or fro and Denny scenario in the in the booth. There's just going to be awkward yeah. silence. Yeah, Weege, what were you saying about Canard uh, in the in the podium or on the broadcast? Oh, what did I think of Canard? 
Well, you were saying something about him in the broadcast. I'm back. I didn't get to see it. Oh. I'm Wait, back. Was I? Who was, who was talking about Kennard? I was saying Kennard. Wow. Did we we, we were said, just totally lost, Steve. Like, nothing happened yeah, while you Yeah, we didn't have you. We couldn't handle it. <laughs> so, I, so I am needed, and this show is my show. <laughs> You're the sticky, gooey stuff that holds this whole program together, apparently. Uh, no, I said Kennard did a great job on the TV show. He pointed out Durham's bike didn't handle well, and he recapped the contenders well, and yep. I thought he did a great job, Weege. I could tell that he's watched these shows and had already kind of had an idea of the type of things he was supposed to say and the type of things he was supposed to talk about. Like, he seemed like he came in with a with a – an idea of how to handle that role, as opposed to just cruising. So what you're saying, you had a feeling that he'd watched a race on TV before? That's what you're <laughs> yeah, but going with. Pro- like, dude, when we used to do this webcast, I think I, one year I had 15 different co-hosts. And you could tell that some of them had, like, watched races but never really paid attention to what announcers do, and other ones were attempting to replicate. And he was definitely in the other, uh, the other category. Like, Grant Langston, good guy, awesome talker, no doubt about it, but... He would just go on and on and on, and there'd be like the most epic battle for the lead, and um, and he would just keep going and going and going and going, which is awesome in a way, right. but just not like what that role requires in that situation. You know what I mean? What do we got to do to get JT on there? Uh, I gotta go faster. Yeah, you just need to be better. Yeah, pretty much. I think you need to have your team leverage it. Um, you know what I mean? I think I think that's part of the reason. Oh, uh, there you go. What leverage do we have? Like, hey, can we volunteer that? Uh, for how, you, how is that going to actually happen? That's what. I, what leverage do we have? We have that's, to yeah, kidnap kidnap somebody's daughter or something. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have Davy Coombs in our in our control right now. <laughs> Put JT on the air. Have Davy holding a newspaper with a with with a hoodie on. Um, yeah, maybe. We should get JT. We should try to get JT on there. I think he'd do a good job. Um, I mean, One thing that makes it a little more complicated this year overall is that those first motos used to be on AlliSports.com only, and since it was a webcast, it was like anything goes. But now they're on fuel, so like anything, all this stuff has to be run up to that's like true. executive yeah. flagpole who probably has no idea, honestly, not just you, who anybody is. They probably don't know who Trey Kennard is either. Yeah, yeah, um, it's good, good point. And then right. everybody still has to agree, so we'll see. Um. Uh, so did you did you cover Durham, JT? Tim Ferry's favorite rider. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was just I was yeah. impressed by his speed. I just think he I think he could do a lot more if he had a bike that handled. You know, obviously they're going to get it figured out. But I felt bad. I honestly felt really bad for him because he was on pure like want out there because that thing was not working with him. You know, it was just, it yeah. was really tough for him. Uh, Ping, what about Durham? Like, I feel like. I don't know him. I feel like he didn't get a f- – I mean, he won the Horizon Award. Correct me if I'm wrong, Weege. Yes. Okay. He and uh, P.J. Larson were he, co-winners. He, he won the Horizon Award. There's been many great riders who have won that. I feel like he got a one-and-done with Star, who's not – at that time was not as good as they are now. <clears throat> and is he like a bit of a party? I picture him kind of in a J-Law mode without the, the felonies because of the, maybe the hair and maybe the way he acts. I don't know, but what's Durham's deal? What, why can't he seem to get a shake at, a, at you know, no offense to Chad Sander at eleven ten mods who's doing the best he can, but why can't Durham get a, a shake with somebody else? He's got no looks even, really. Yeah, well, I we, I actually tried to hire him um, 
when Christian Craig got hurt. We, we wanted to give him a chance. I mean, you can go out riding with the guy and see he's got a ton of skill. And I don't think he's like the stoner, the, the party guy that okay. kind of looks like. Right. He's just sort of um, – like he, do you know Sean Borkenhagen at all? He kind of hangs out with him, so they're kind of the same. Like, just sort of like a little dopey and kind of, but super nice guy. Right. I don't mean that in a bad way either. I know that probably just came off really bad, but he's a nice kid. He's just a little um, kind of mellow. You're saying he's not a stoner, but he is dopey. Yeah, it's like he's a stoner, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Mike? I don't know if that's a compliment at all. I think I just talked myself into a hole. But <laughs> what do you think? I don't Mitch? know. The kid's super, super talented. He, I wish he could get a shot on like a fill-in spot or something. And yeah, I don't know if that's even possible. If he's, I'm sure he's locked into that eleven ten months deal. But right. Why can't? Uh, uh, on uh, Durham. Yeah, yeah. Considering how many rides are out there in the lights class, you know, teams with four or five riders. Um, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, why was he one and done with Star? It wasn't like they were pro circuit and every other rider on their team was winning a race or a championship. Right, right. Um, they gave up on Will Hahn, too, didn't I'll they? I'll put this out here, too. The Rockstar Suzuki team, I hate, I, I know we go to these same names all the time, but really, I'll just throw Davalos out there, for example. Why not take a shot at Durham? That's what I thought at the very first East Region race this year when he was battling with. Wilson. With. Um, Wilson. It yeah. seems like almost every kid that comes through gets his shot, but for some reason he hasn't. And if you're Davalos, you get three or four. Or seven. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Or seven. Um, maybe, it's just, maybe it's not a, a, just a, you know, you're not networking good enough or something. I don't know. You're not making yourself known maybe. as well. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You know? Um, yeah. uh, certainly seems like a talented this guy. Last year, he, he had good motos last year. He had motos just like this, you know? Hey, was where. Was, was Will Hahn one and done at Star too? Yeah. So just well, Hahn. I think he was one and glad no, he was there. He was there for two years, right? I don't know. Number ninety nine and number fifty two. I thought KTM. He got an upgrade. Yeah. I thought he was there for two years. Yeah, I think you're right, JT. Ninety nine and fifty two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But but then he went to factory KTM. Like he he basically took what is a better ride. I'm sure. Like. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, or Durham there went, are other guys yeah. I wonder about that on that team. I mean, Max Anstey had a one and done. Um, I don't know if you consider him terrible. Well, Anstey, not, Anstey had was put on the team because I believe the agency that Anstey worked with got the DNA deal and said you have to put Anstey on the team for one year. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. JT, did you hear the same thing? Uh, no, I didn't. I mean, that was WMG, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I didn't hear that. I, I remember that. What's that, Ping? I talked to, yeah, I, I talked to someone who helped with that deal, so that is accurate. Yeah, they were like, hey, you can have this DNA money, but you must take Max and his crazy dad. Yeah. Right. Can I have yeah. some of it? Because they owe me a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, but JT, you have a vending machine with your likeness on it. <laughs> I, need, I might need to sell that to recoup some of my losses. <laughs> Just a giant vending machine with yourself on it. Uh, yeah, I do. I do have that. Matt Lemoyne looking for a better day. Nick Beluzzi looking for a better day. I think Nico Izzy, better day. Uh, all guys that, that definitely uh, need to turn around. Davalos, Anderson. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're star racing, you're not feeling too bad with a six and a seven. But uh, Rockstar Suzuki, you're you're not happy. No doubt about it. 
That well, team has uh, got to be, like, frustrated, huh? I mean, with all of the, the great resources, sponsors, bikes that they've got, it's been a rough season for them. What's that, Weech? I was just going to say on Star Racing that uh, looks like Sykes is actually going to be okay after it looked like he could be done for the year with a wrist in the first turn. That's good news for him. Yeah, yeah, no, Sorry. for sure. Can Sykes win? I think so, huh? Yeah, I think so. He's light enough. He's definitely light enough. <laughs> oh, ping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe you should clear the air on that one. I was way off. Uh, Ping said Sipes weighed 180, and we texted Sipes last week on the show. He didn't get back till afterwards, but he did say he 165. weighed 165. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, and and, and Weege was like, nah, he's like 170, you know. Ping was like, oh, no, no, he's, he's 180. Skinny. <laughs> he's really, really skinny. Uh, Andrew hey, Short. I, well, I wonder what he weighed, I wonder what he weighed last year, like when he was riding the 450 and he didn't worry about it, because I bet he – really, really watches what he eats to weigh that. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. He's probably a lot a lot leaner than he was then. I'll bet last year he was 185. The uh, uh, Andrew Short, looking for better things. Uh, you know, Weege, didn't he have bike problems at Honda at the first round a couple years ago, too? Yeah, uh, Short always starts out in a massive hole in the points. Yeah, Texas, the, um, second round. Early races always go terribly for him just for bad luck, not even bad riding. Yeah, like last year at Texas, the second round, he couldn't make the start of the first moto, you know? and it just. I seemed... believe he had bike problems in Hangtown also. He got a 15th in a moto, and I think that was from nursing a bike around, which he had to do he crashed. in the first he crashed. moto this year. <clears throat> he crashed um, last year. Yeah. Was just a crash? Yeah, at the top of the top of the hill up there, he crashed. I, was, I watched it, the race last week a bunch of times with Werner. Uh, so. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and uh, and at Glen Helen, he broke something when Townley was on the team. Um, um, you know what's funny? I didn't realize this. I just found out. Like I was when I was having a wonderful catered lunch at the JGR shop yesterday. Mm-hmm. They um, they're like, so what is he riding? A three eighty, a three ninety? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's got to be a 350. Those are the rules. Well, apparently, I didn't know this, but in Supercross, the rule is that the bike's bore and stroke has to be stock. So if it's a 350 in the 450 class, it has to stay 350. What? But that is not the rule in motocross. It's not? And I even talked to Jeff Canfield yesterday to confirm that. You can bore oh, wow. a 350 outdoors but not indoors. Does that make any sense? That makes no sense. That's ridiculous. Makes no sense. I mean, it's, that's far for the course, though. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I still stick with my Corolla's got something more under that hood than a 350 at the GP. Oh, you're gonna get beat down I know. for sure. That that KTM dude's gonna beat you down. Layton, yeah, Layton, Layton. Yeah, yeah, he's he's real close right now to snapping. He's close anyways to snapping. Um, <laughs> yeah, bum. Really? Wow, I, this is kind of floors me. We each, I didn't. We need to look into this. We need to ask around. I don't even know. Apparently, there isn't any more to look into. I thought the guys were crazy, so I called Canfield, and he's like, no, that's true. So that's, I guess that's it. Like, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, but now we need so, to find out what, what shorty's running. What shorty's running, yeah. Now, the one thing they did say, one thing Canfield did I'll just say, ask him. They'll tell you. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a 400, sure. That, it's supposed to be an approved uh, OEM-manufactured kit. You can't run, like, an Athena big board kit. It have to be something that KTM puts over the counter, and I don't know if they have such a thing. You know, go to your shop. Part number X is a 380 kit, but that's supposedly well, uh, what it would have to be under the eagle eyes of the AMA technical crew. <laughs> I mean, there's just KTM. <laughs> you 
you got to remember, though, KTM will put out, like, six models. They'll just bust them out. Like, they'll have a 360, yeah. a 370, a 380, a 390, and a 400. Start by, the assembly line, boys. <laughs> right. Start the assembly right. line. We're putting out a 390 <laughs> with an off-road tank and no, no link. Um, no, you're exactly right. They, they have the ability to, to change on the fly. I, I got to ask short. I got we, we, to figure it either, either on or off the record. We got to get to the bottom of this. Well, the bummer on their end is, so as soon as he has bike problems, the theory I hear from everybody is, well, of course, they have to punch that bike out so much because it's so, to try to make up the difference that it was unreliable. Now, that could be why, but that might not necessarily be why, you know, that happened. But that's... Yeah, I don't buy that. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's what everybody's going to think. It might not even be true. Um, Chisholm just getting back into the swing of things. I wouldn't look for him to... uh... You know, he's going to take a while to get back up to speed. I know he was uh, he was happy with his ride, considering, you know, he just has to really ride out there. He can't can't really uh, charge hard. Um, Mike Brown didn't get his 25 points, so we may see him again. So he can hold on to that number three, which I think is just simply ridiculous. Like, just... Really? Yeah. Let just, it go. Let it go, bro. Dowd, Dowd, let it go, Dowd. Let it go, Mike Brown. Let hey, it go. Brownie was pretty good, though. I mean, I wow. understand your point. But he was he was pretty good. No, no, no. Thirteen, fifteen, legit. Good, good score. I'm not saying that. I don't care about earning your points for your number. I don't care about you keeping your number. You know, give it up, bro. Let it go. That's my deal. And yeah. I, and I run, say that run, run number three hundred three and come get thirteen, fifteen. If that's what you want to do. Yeah, and same with Dowdy. Give that number to somebody that earns it. I know? love Dowdy. I love Dowdy. I wish he, you know, great guy, best arena cross announcer ever. Um. I just give it up, Dowdy. Give up 16. You know? That's that's my point. I don't like that. Yeah. I, I understand what you guys are saying, though, but, I mean, what I mean, what's, what is it? You know, the, I don't know. I, I see the other side, too. Like, those guys earned it. They did earn it at one point. If they don't want to give it up, I mean, take it away from them. Let somebody rip it out of their cold, dead hands. I'm going to go over and take his friggin' number plates off next time I see him. I think you would get beat down within an inch of your life if you tried to touch his number plate. <laughs> Watch me peel that three off. Watch me. <laughs> How many points did he earn it with a thirteen fifteen? Anybody get a math? Uh, real fourteen quick? or something? Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. So, so he, he could had said that he there could were three pretty races. easily get it with one more round. Yeah, and I think he said he can make it to three, so he's looking good. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what a lead pipe says to his knee. Yeah, we'll see what. What Nancy Kerrigan see what happened to her? Perhaps the same thing happens to Mike Brown. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I just don't like the, the rule. They're playing within the rules. I don't like the rule itself. Um, uh, JT, what about Burner? Talk to us about his day. Burner was pretty good. Um, I, you know, I think he is capable a little bit more than that, especially the second moto. Uh, I know he struggling with bikes up a little bit. Um, but I mean, I think it was a step in the right direction. Obviously, Supercross didn't go that well for him, and uh, the guy's got a ton of talent. You know, um, it's just going to be—you know—he's always been on the best equipment. So we're just trying to get him on a bike where he's confident and feels like he's—you know—on the level of everybody else. Because I think that's a big thing for him. So, uh, man, I want to see him back up there. I like Burner. Yeah, if, yep. if he can get good starts, it's. You know, that, that's where he's used to racing. He's like Michael Essie where they start at the front a lot and they race better at the front. They're, they're capable of going uh, kind of with the, the guys around them. If they get stuck in the back, they kind of ride with them. If they get stuck in the front, they ride with them. So. Right. 
Um, um, I think that's going to be crucial for him all summer is making making sure he's up front on the start. Uh, while I was perusing the results, um, does anybody know who Buddy Bruner is? Yeah, that's Michael Bosa's kid or buddy from Phoenix. His kid? <laughs> his no, his buddy. His uh, do you you're who's who's old fart here? Do you remember Brian Bruner? This is his dad who used to race. He's pretty no, good, like a no. good pro out of Phoenix. Okay, he spells his name with an I. Well, I can't help you there. I just know who he is. <laughs> it's B-U-D-D-I. That's very trendy. The I, the I is, uh, it's kind of new. Does it, have, uh, does it have, like, the little double dots over it? Maybe he's from Norway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's Motley, like Motley Crue. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I don't know who Buddy Bruner is. Just the name struck me as funny and whatever. Um. All right. No one else has anything cool. to say. Yeah, I got to go to my therapy session anyway. All right. Starts at one forty-five. So. Thanks, JT. You guys. See ya. I will uh, see be at Mount Morris, if not before. So, see you guys soon. Great. All right. JT coming to Mount Morris. Um. Thanks, Jason Thomas, for for coming on the show. Uh, Weege Ping, any last words? Anything to say? Ooh yeah. Uh, just in honor of Macho Man. Is that it? Yes, in memoriam. Uh, I think it's the longest show we've ever done, ever. No, it's not. No, not not at all. It's just really? we, well, we had those conversations before we hit record. Mm. Great. But it, it's and don't forget the twenty minutes waiting for Payne Nashor's phone at the beginning as well. Mm. Yeah, for Weed and I, it's really been a long time. Um, but no, our longest show's been an hour and a half. This is an hour fourteen, so we're good. Um, oh. Right on, while well, Hangtown, uh, it's come and gone, and I think we covered it pretty well. So thank you. David Pingree, uh, sorry about that Manitoba school not working out. Um, what are you going to do about the rain? Yeah, what are you going to do? Blame it on the rain, dude. Blame it on the rain. Oh, uh, Millie Vanilli? Who is that? Yeah, Millie Vanilli. Uh, thanks, Weege. Thanks, Ping. We will see you guys uh, uh, next week, uh, same time, same place, to talk about Freestone. See ya. All right, gang. See ya. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by Racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself that's it you know and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that you know that i was going to miss the daughter ron machine until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying it's like beating a dead horse i mean you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did go circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. 
Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. Another reason, not the fear of the sky.